Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming off the Broncos win against the yep. Bears. Pat, what is going on? What's going on, man? Finally, you know, happy to come back um, with a dub. Yep. Finally, mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, it feels good. Man, I mean, just just let, let's dive right into the game. Um, when, and my, my question is, when did you know that you were going to win this game? Because at times in the game, I mean, down 21-7, yeah. going out of halftime, uh, and then everything just kind of flipped in that second half. Yeah, so obviously the first half wasn't uh, the first half we wanted. Um, it was a lot of mistakes out there in the first half. And obviously the game plan was not to, you know, give them those explosive opportunities and those plays. But I knew we was going to win because at halftime, I just seen everybody's demeanor, how composed everybody was. Then it was like everybody was lit up. You know, everybody was ready to go back out there, you know, and prove a statement. You know what I mean? That we ain't going down, we ain't backing down. You know what I mean? We're going to go out there and fight, uh, you know, to the end of the game. And, you know, this just goes to show the type of resilience we have to go out there in the second half, you know, just to put a whole new, uh, you know, point of energy, point of effort out there just to win that ball game. And, you know, it's pretty special. And we made the right adjustments at halftime and we came out rolling. So Is it a speech that happens at halftime or is it just? Oh, it's a speech. You know, a little, a little bit of cussing, a little bit of anger going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's that's the type of fire you need. Um, you know, a lot of guys in the locker room was emotional because you know we're not emotional, but it was a lot of emotion going on in the locker room because you know that's not the standard we hold ourselves to, and we all know that as a team. And you know, we just went out there second half and just was poised to win us a ball game. You know, it showed so. Yeah, and you guys got the win, and it was a much-needed win. And I've been in that position before, you know, definitely yeah. fighting for a win. And, you know, talk about that relief when you finally get it and how that, like, rejuvenizes the the season. Because when you're fighting for a win and can't get one, then all of a sudden everything is kind of horrible yeah. and terrible. Now the food in the cafeteria doesn't taste as good. <laughs> and the airplane seats aren't as comfortable. Like, everything's bad when you're everything's fighting for that win. Bad, so talk man. about how you guys feel now and going forward. Yeah, it's just that sigh of relief, you know what I mean? Because... You know, anything can happen in this league. You know, you get one win, the next thing you know, momentum builds, you get yep. another win. So it, all it takes is a win. And, you know, that's what we needed. That's what we preached about. Because obviously these first three weeks have been hell. Um, mm-hmm. Not getting a win and getting embarrassed. Um, that's not the type of season we uh, put out for. You know, that's not the goals we set ourselves for. And, you know, just to be able to get a win, you know, get a dub, it feels good. But even looking back, on that win, it's still a lot more work to do. You know, that's the scary part about it. But coming back in that second half and realizing uh, the type of resilience and the type of composure we had, 
to be able to win that ball game. It speaks volumes. So and that's everybody has pointed to that like halftime right after halftime. I know yeah. Russell said like that's that's when he knew just because of the energy in there. I think Russell yeah. also said like he's talking to Tim Patrick and Tim said like hey, it's gonna happen. I think Court said I guess these are all Russell stories, but Russell was coming to the sideline saying like they know we're coming back. Yeah. Like the Bears know that we are coming back in this game. Like is that when you have that sort of energy, like everybody's on that same page playing however they're playing, is that something that you've seen from this team so far this season? Or was that kind of a new, hopefully kind of turning point to find that sort of yeah. mental space? You, you mentioned with Russ, it's just everybody with the team around that time. Um, just talking about positivity, mm -hmm. you know, positive affirmations, you know what I mean? Just, just speaking that up into the air and you sense that sort of energy, you know, spreading around the team and, you know, what I mean, we just never back down. We never quit, you know, because football is 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you got the first half where it's like, man, like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Like, this is not us. Then you, the best thing about it is you got another opportunity in the second half to go out there and give it y'all and prove it all. And um, that's what we did, you know, from the start of the second half to the end, man. We just gave it all we got. We locked in on our keys and played a terrific second half. <laughs> and like I said before, it's so much more, you know, we need to correct so much more we need to fix. But just from a team standpoint, that was a great victory. And from that team standpoint, uh, how do you view the season now? Is it really just one week at a time and now yeah. you're coming off one win and you build that momentum going into next week? And you don't think about, you mentioned it, the, the embarrassment of the 0-3 start going, but yeah. that, that happened? Yeah, um, like you said, it's just week on week, you know what I mean? Um, take the week approach as you would take it as any other week, you know what I mean? Because in this league, um, nothing is guaranteed. You know, you got to go out there and earn it. And, you know, each and every week, now we've got us a win, you know, each and every week is going to be even harder, you know what I mean? So um, it just feel good to get a win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just finally. Now we got that momentum, we got that shift. Now we got to keep it. Now we got to improve mm -hmm. on the things we need to work on to keep that and maintain that success. And jumping into this game a little bit, I got to say, I was shocked the way the Bears came out offensively and, and tried yeah. to attack <clears throat> you guys um, in the way of Justin Fields was a pocket passer. And it seemed like that was their game plan going into the week. Um, their offensive coordinator talked during the week that they were going to use Justin in a very different way than they had the past few games. So I was expecting Justin to come out and try to run like 25 times. So I was mm -hmm. shocked when mm -hmm. he didn't even want to run the ball. I mean, he mm -hmm. wanted to be Tom Brady in the pocket, and that shocked me. Did that catch you guys off, off guard at all? Um, it did, but obviously he had a, he had a great, uh, mm -hmm. you know, great game. Yeah. But I say a lot of, you know, the big plays happen off of all mistakes. You know, I'm not trying to discredit them, but a lot of the plays that you've seen, like the touchdowns given up, is off of our mistakes. You know, there's some plays where it's like, okay, great NFL play. You know what I mean? And you see that, you know, every week. But some of the plays were mental errors that we've made and we put ourselves, um, we shot ourselves in the foot for. And obviously, when stuff like that happens, that's what happens. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. give up points, then now we're trailing in the ball game. But, um, you know, they came out firing in the first half. You know, credit goes out to them. You know, Justin is a tremendous player. Um, you know, he's a great playmaker. He could use his feet as well as throwing the ball, which, you know, he showed on Sunday. And, um, you know, I mean, our, our game plan was to minimize his opportunities to run and mm -hmm. use his feet yeah. and sort of, you know, I mean, capture the pocket and make him make those tough throws. But um, early on in the game, it seemed like he was making comfortable throws just off of mistakes we made. You know what I mean? We settled down, we locked in, and made it harder for him in the second half. Yeah, I feel like the first 15 is always tough in the game, and then after yeah. that, you usually <laughs> settle down. Um, you talked about how football, a football game is 60 minutes, and I feel like this was your best, as a team, the best second half you guys had played. Is that something that you guys have been, had talked about? Because it felt like early on in the season, even if the offense was firing the first half, they weren't firing the second half. Or you guys just would have problems throughout, you know, the team in the second half. But you guys really fired on all cylinders. Was that like a a coaching point going into this game? Yeah, it was a coaching point and it was a wake-up call. Because um, obviously we we was going down uh, with a fight. You know, mm -hmm. we wasn't going to take the easy way out and go down 0-4 in the season. Cause 
that was not happening. And you could just sense it around, you know, the guys in the locker room uh, and my teammates. The coach was locked in. Everybody was bought in to focusing on winning this ball game. And um, early on in the week, uh, we knew what the game plan was, you know, minimize the run opportunities, uh, make them throw the ball. And, um, you know, I mean, it was just sort of us realizing what we done rather than what they had done. And um, once we realized that, we put our game plan out there, uh, focused in, uh, played a lot of man, um, going to the second half, and we just locked in and was very attention to detail going into that second half, which was a great thing about it. Yeah, I, I like what you said about that, because in going back and watching the game, you know, it, it isn't like you guys are just getting pushed around, yeah. or it's like there's like the receiver's just too fast and nobody can keep up. Like, there's nothing like that. It is just like mistake, mistake. Like somebody mm -hmm. misses contain. You know, Jaquan just like stumbles on the the, the fade up to the silence. Like it's not, yeah. it's not necessarily like his fault. Like guys stumble, but it, like it's just things like that over and over again that they've kind of held the defense back. But then the second half, they all did just kind of, for the most part, Can go away. Go? Like, mm -hmm. they were just, the mistakes were gone. Yeah, I mean, like you said, with um, with the first touchdown, the DJ Moore. Yeah. Was it? Uh, yeah, he stumbled. And obviously, that's that's something, obviously, that could be self-corrected. Definitely. You know what I mean? That's a play he would make mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 times if mm -hmm. he was just to keep his feet. And um, and some other plays were just mental errors. Mm -hmm. Plays we can't have inexcusable, you know? And, you know what I mean? Some plays going to be NFL plays. Some plays going to be... Um, plays that we uh, make mistakes on. Uh, as long as we correct it and come out firing, that's the key thing. Um, no matter how the game may go, the only thing that matters is the result. And we came out with a victory, so that's huge. Yeah, it, yeah. it was huge. And one of the biggest, one of the big plays in that game specifically in the first half was that touchdown that DJ Moore had. And one of the things we haven't talked about on this pod yet, did he get his foot down? I didn't see any grass. I, I definitely I, didn't see any grass. I looked at replay. I was like, uh, no way. No way. He got his, this is going to be a touchdown. But yeah. according to the officials, he got his foot on the pylon. Uh -huh. And that counts as a touchdown. Oh, but, the pylon counts? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, okay. dang. That's, that's what happened. But clearly when you see from the obvious eyes, like he didn't get two feet down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But... NFL rules. <laughs> There's always a new rule. They always trying to help out the offense, man. Oh, that was a pylons. Two feet off the ground. That's in too. That was crazy. Uh, did you guys see the play in uh, the Monday night game last night? It was like the very first play of the game, or at least it was the, the Seahawks' first run of the game, where yeah. the running back got tackled but was on the li the, oh, the yeah. linebacker. Uh -huh. Do you guys think he was down? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I didn't think he was down. Yeah, maybe I, not. I think I well, think they ruled the ground. Him. They they ruled him down. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, so they like ruled his, him down, his, but he got up and ran eighty yards uh, for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that time, the one of the only times they don't help. That's gonna be the, the only offense. time. The whole game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, back back to back to the game. Um, you you mentioned how at halftime everyone came out and, and you made some adjustments uh, and the team was fired up. Is that Something that comes from Sean, from Vance, specifically for the defense, or from the players? Is it talking about, like, the, the fired up? Um, no, every great team is player-led. So, you know, the coaches made their game plan and adjustments, but everything that's built in with the culture and the attitude is through the players. You know what I mean? And in order to be successful, you got to have players that's willing to step up and tell you what you did wrong and you know hold each other accountable you know that's what happened during the locker room even even I told the fellas like man I'm playing like bullshit right now like mm -hmm. you know and everybody else knew like we playing like shit as well too mm -hmm. so it was just that wake-up call that we needed in the locker room <laughs> you know what I mean and that's what happened and everybody was just fired up and ready to go out there and win the ball game and Todd, how, how big is that when the best player on one side of the ball comes out and, and says, I'm, I'm playing like shit? Uh, how, how does that trickle down? I think that's really huge because it allows the guys who aren't the best or the younger guys to kind of let their mistakes go. Let them know that everybody makes mistakes and kind of move on because sometimes if you make a mistake, especially as a young player or a guy that's supposed to be stepping into a role, you think about the whole game and then it affects your whole game. So for them being able to, like, let that go and move on to the next play, I think it really helped them. And I think you saw 
uh, the impact of it in the second half for sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and I want to get further into how the defense can can build from the second half after I tell you about our friends over at Bet365. Big game coming up for the Broncos this week in yep. many ways, and we're going to get into that in a second. But if you want to get in on the action, use the code DNVR when you sign up over at Bet365 to get $365 in bonus bets when you place a five, a $1 bet. You'll get $365 in bonus bets when you use the code DNVR at 365 at sign up. And you must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, it's the short one. It's the short one. Oh, yeah. see, I thought it was a long one. So I'm just like slowly Taking pulling up the ads. Uh, yeah, head on over to Primo Hoagies because they've got a whole bunch of awesome sandwiches. Um, I think they were started in Philadelphia. I guess I could probably look at this and it would say, so they're like real hoagies. Like they're the, the they're like where hoagies came from. Um, they now have locations in Colorado, obviously, um, both in Denver and in Centennial. So if you want to go get some food for a football game, their party trays are a great option, uh, especially if you've got a big crowd. Um, They only use the highest quality Thuman's meats and cheeses. They're sliced fresh to order. They're served on Primo's award-winning seated rolls and baked fresh every day. Uh, So you can order in advance if you want those party trays online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a Primo. Pat, what do you think makes a real hoagie like Hank's talking about? It's a real hoagie. A real hoagie. A real hoagie? <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to have the right toppings, the okay. right ingredients. Yeah. Yep. Like me, with my hoagies, I like the bread. Um, see, I like the bread toasted. Mm-hmm. Not okay. too toasted, but yep. a little yep. toasted. Yep. Okay. You know, I, don't like, I don't like the bread too soggy because, you know, you <laughs> put the condiments, the mayonnaise, the yeah. mustard, it get too soggy, but... The toasted bread evens it out. Yep. Then you gotta have the right type of um, finish out with turkey cheese or some yep. Italian meat, something like that. So yeah, yeah. Maybe that make, makes the right hoagie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe put banana peppers on it as well too. Oh, okay. that's, that's a fan. must. That's a must. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of like the real stuff, like the primo hoagies mm-hmm. being the real stuff. We when we walked into the locker room to talk to you guys after the game, we saw all the pizzas lined up for you guys oh, yeah. on the way out. Was oh, that yeah. some deep dish? Deep dish. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Which one That's, did you get? There's um, like cheese, pepperoni, or pepperoni. sausage? Pepperoni, okay. Yeah. It's like three la- three layers of cheeses like oh, on it. Man, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty that's good. That's a good post victory yeah. meal right there. Definitely. Um, now, spe- speaking of the defense, Pat, um, from the outside perspective, for two or three weeks, a lot of people from outside have been calling for Vance uh, and, mm. and saying, this is all on Vance, all on Vance, all on Vance. We talked to Zach Allen yesterday. He said, People, people outside the building don't know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. We know it's the players executing. It's not scheme-based. What you've said in the first segment kind of lends to that. So I'm sure a lot of people tuning in right now yeah. um, are, are probably thinking, you know, it, the defense is just one thing away, and that's Vance. But it doesn't seem like that's what it is from inside the building. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people could say certain things from outside in, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. Not knowing sure. what's going on, but it's not it's not Vance at all. Um, Vance really have a clear cut, uh, clear cut game plan of what's really going on. You know, he puts us in right positions to execute, and um, you know these last couple of games when he execute um, to the level of standard standard that he preaches and that we preach as a team, and stuff is not on him. The blame shouldn't be on him. Um, it's a hundred percent on us as a, you know, as a team and as players to, you know, stand up to the challenge, you know, and play football. You know, that's the main thing. Um, Cause he set out the game plan, you know, he's not going out there putting his pads on, mm-hmm. but he puts us in right positions to succeed and we got to be able to execute. Yeah. I, I love Vance, man. I played for yeah, him. Yeah. Got a lot of respect for Vance. Um, <laughs> I do feel like he gets stressed on that sideline, though, sometimes. You can see when he starts chewing that oh, gum yeah, real hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know get, my man. Yeah, he's scratching is, his head like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you know, like, you know it's yeah. getting to him. Um, no, but that's good to hear because I think we talked about it both mm-hmm. about, um, you know, Vance putting together a game plan but also players executing. So that's good to hear. It's not all on Vance. And I think you guys can move forward with this. Um, after a victory like this, but also knowing that so many guys are out, like Justin Simmons and Josie Jewell and Mike Russell, does that like even make you feel like, man, we play good, but if everybody's back, even though the young guys that came in play well, like 
we didn't even have everybody yeah. to really do what we could do. Like, do you guys have faith that you guys can even be better with all your, you know, starters being out? Yeah, you always want your best players out there on the field available for you because um, you want the best guys out. But, um, you know, the guys that's rolling in, coming in, you know, the standards still the same. Uh, we expect to come in, you know, and be a dominant defense no matter who's out there because, you know, we set that goal for ourselves to be one of the most dominant defenses in the NFL. So, um, obviously, you want your best players out there, but, you know, I mean, uh, next guy up mentality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the type of thing. That's the type of motto we established around the building, and, you know, that we need to carry on going forward because, you know, in the NFL, injuries happen. You know, I mean, it's a physical game. It's a rough game. Injuries come and go. But the next guys that's stepping up, you know, what I mean, they need to have that same type of mentality, same type of, you know, enthusiasm when they go out there on the field, you know, to step up and make big plays. How do you get back? to that dominant defense that, that the Broncos are so used to for almost a, the past decade? Yeah, it's just all about executing at a high level. But also, we out there on the field, it's all about urgency and effort. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because even if you make a mistake, it's all about the guys who's going out there that's willing to make a play, that's willing to give all the effort that they could give, you know what I mean, and hold opposing offenses back. And that's the main thing with us. Um, because we could do all those things. It's just we hold ourselves to a high standard and we take us how far we want to take us in a way. So it's all about what we put out there on the field, you know, um, execution-wise, effort-wise, and how we play. You know, it speaks volumes. And there was a flash of that dominant defense uh, in the fourth quarter with Nick Benito coming off the edge, hitting Justin Fields, causing the fumble, Coop picking it up taking it into the end zone. Yeah. Uh, is that something, those type of plays that, that can really jumpstart the defense, not just for this past week? Because I, I think that's when like everyone else knew, yeah. like, okay, the Broncos are winning this game. All the momentum's in their favor. The mm -hmm. defense just made a big play. Russ just had that touchdown to Cortland. They're winning this game. Is that something that, that you guys really felt and can take you in, into weeks in the future? Yeah. Um, when that play happened, it, it just wasn't, you felt the energy of the defense. You just felt it through the whole team. Mm -hmm and how everybody was just happy. Everybody was, you know, just felt that eagerness just to go out there and win the ball game. Because all you need is a play, a player to, to really change the outcome of a game. You know, that was a big play right there. Um, Rush touchdown the court was a big play throughout the game. Um, then Rush throwing that ball to Mims was a big mm -hmm. play. Then us making key stops, that fourth down stop. Mm -hmm. um, you were, know what I mean? Were you and, surprised they went for it there? I mean, sure. I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect at that point because um, throughout the whole game, uh, the Bears' offense, they was really uh, aggressive with their play calling, mm -hmm. um, going on and on fourth down, third downs, um, you know, because obviously they felt confident with them being up a few scores. So we had to stand up, you know, and make our presence felt. And uh, we made that stop. It was a big game changer. Yeah, sure. mm -hmm. it, I mean, it definitely was. When you don't have Justin out there, and I guess Josie too. I mean, those those are two of your yeah. kind of Alphas. key guys in, in terms of communication. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like Josie gets the play call in. He's sharing that around. I know Justin's in charge of a lot of communication back there. Uh, how 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 does that change your role? Like, do, do you try to take some of that on? Is it is it tougher to hear what's what's happening? What you need to do? Yeah, um, you know, certain roles as a corner. Um, you know, we hear a play call and lock in. Like safety's got to give out the down distance, the personnel, mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's just the responsibility, you know, that mm -hmm. different positions, you know, hold for each other. And um, obviously that's what's expected. Um, Trouble came in and played a tremendous game, he by did. the way. Um, he made some key stops, key tackles, made some plays on the football. And, um, you know, once, once you see guys like that making plays, you know, it motivates you to make a play as well too. But, um, yeah, like you said, with Justin and Josie out, um, it's certain roles that, um, like the safety position is a key role in the defense and the linebacker mm -hmm. position. Um, just giving out certain personnel, you know what I mean, the play calls, and, you know, just calling out certain adjustments, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. that's their role. And as a corner, you know what I mean, in your way, you could be the vocal leader, but honestly, you go out there and play your part, play your job, you know, lock in on your assignment. So that's the yeah. main thing um, around that. Did you feel like as a, as a leader, you've had to step up these past couple of weeks with 
what's what's happened. Obviously, a bad first half against the Bears, uh, a really yeah. tough game the week before, and then Josie, Justin being out for those games too. Yeah. Um, talking about halftime, I actually had to step up, you know, because I'm not that much of a vocal leader. You know what I mean? I just sort of let my presence felt, but I had to step up, you know, and rally the guys in and tell them, hey, we need to do better. You know what I mean? We That's not the standard that we put out for ourselves. And, you know what I mean? It's just that little bit of, you know, pep talk, that little bit of talk that can motivate a team, you know, especially coming from me, you know, other key guys yeah. around the team that helps the team succeed uh, going on further along the lines. When's, I mean, the, when's the last time you did something like that? Um... It's like a little bit of flashes, but to that extent, I haven't done it in a minute. Um, like Bama? Yeah, like Bama. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, Bama was probably the last time I actually was really, really invested. Well, not invested, but really, really concerned about something. Huh. And I've really had to step up and say something. You know what I mean? And I just felt like it needed to be said. So. What could you have been concerned about at like 11-0 at Bama? that concerned about <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of things to be concerned about uh, you surprisingly. There, probably. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just to a standard that we uphold ourselves to and mm-hmm. then saving comes in yelling out of nowhere like what's going on he'd be like oh man it's obviously something's going on yeah um but yeah it's just 11 and 0 there's still some things that could be said but obviously we know when we up a certain amount of scores it's like oh Ain't nothing much to be said. Then you hear Coach Saban coming in. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is something that needs to be said. I mean, That's I kind of, I kind of got that vibe talking to uh, to Sean Payton after the game. Uh, I was expecting him uh, to come in and be thrilled, getting his first win mm-hmm. with the Broncos, especially a big comeback, like yeah. uh, a big uh, weight off his shoulders. And I felt like I was talking to a coach that just lost, and mm-hmm. it's because he kind of took that approach, that that Saban approach of like, no, that was we, we did not play to our standard at all. And he even said, like, we're going to play much better teams than who we just played this week, so we need to play a lot better. Do you see kind of similarities with, with Sean and Nick in that regard? Oh, yeah. Um, no complacency with them. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously when they bring in, they know what winning looks like. They know what winning is supposed to look mm-hmm. like. And obviously we won a ball game last week, but it wasn't um, – we didn't put it all together. You know, it wasn't a great ball game, even though we won. Um, and they just know once we put it all together, it could be a special team. We just need to find the right pieces, the right tools to sort of put it all together and just win us ball games. Not, and to not even allow it to be close. Like we shouldn't put ourselves uh, below the belt like that, being down, what was it, 21-3 at halftime? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah, seven, I think. Yeah, 21-7 at halftime, yeah. like we shouldn't shoot ourselves in the foot like that, you know what I mean? And obviously he knows, and great coaches like that, you know, think alike. And winning teams come together and find ways to win. But we shouldn't put ourselves down below like that um, early on in the game because it puts so much pressure on ourselves for no reason Yeah. yeah. to come back and put ourselves in position to win. You know, it should never be like that. It should always, we should be taking control before halftime you know i mean that's what winning teams do yeah absolutely i think winning teams come together and i want to get on like a positive note and kind of ask you about uh some of your other young guys you know now that you're a veteran here on this team i want to talk to you about like guys like marvin mims Mm -hmm. and jaleel mclaughlin some young guys that are coming in and stepping up and just like you making their presence felt as a rookie um how does that impact your team how does that make you guys feel having this young talent now on the team helping you guys out yeah, when you see young guys like that step up in critical parts of the game, it's huge. It's a huge momentum swing. And, you know, guys like that, when you put them on a team and they make plays like that, it just gives the team a sense of hope mm-hmm. knowing that. You see guys out there making plays week in and week out so early on in their career, man. It's like, why not rally behind them and make plays as well, too? And um, they stepped up in big-time roles uh, for Jalil. Uh, his story is crazy just him coming in you know him working his way up to and fighting uh to make a roster spot on his team to him showing up in big time games you know that's just motivating itself uh just understanding where how hard he works you know and how much this game means to him and mims just coming in each and every week making 
one play after another making big plays is very huge for our team yeah and that does kind of seem like the bright side of not having guys like justin and josie because i mean like you said dty he he played a really good game like he yeah. had, he had that pass breakup he was getting in there jaquan mm -hmm. like he was physical in the yeah. run game like he was plugging everything up even drew sanders he had the tough game last week but he was like in the running game he looked really good this week he was always mm -hmm. in the right spot things were coming right to him he had right. some nice hits like that's got to be valuable in the long run right to have a lot of those guys get some opportunities like this yeah it's very valuable um and the more value you have for your team the more success it goes mm -hmm. on later down in the road and when you have people in those important positions step up and you know it means a lot especially when guys go down uh you expect the next person to sort of uphold that standard mm -hmm. and you know that's what everybody did and it's pretty remarkable to see mm -hmm. to ride off that positivity what is club dub like what's a sean <laughs> winning locker room like oh man it was dope uh we had the smoke everywhere we had the music playing we had a little baby Talking on the fog machine Fog yeah, the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fog machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Not passing things and, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fog machine. But um, yeah, it was dope. Uh, just the energy in the locker room after the game. Um, everybody happy. Everybody excited. You know what I mean? Just to know how much that game meant to us. It was mm -hmm. very exciting. You see the coaches already in together, sharing that moment with us. And uh, we look to capture plenty more of those moments after the game. So. I love that. Is is that normal uh, with like smoke machines and in the music, specifically on the road? Is that normal in the NFL? Not at all. That's Sean. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had another coach bring fog machines and speakers. I mean, one guy may bring a speaker. Von yeah. always brought a speaker, yeah. but yeah. that wasn't the coach setting <laughs> right. it up, making sure we had a good time. That's Sean. Man, that yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and another win could be on store this week. And what a game it is. There's so many storylines here. And Pat, I want to dive into it with you after I tell you about our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. If you need to sue, smash the two. If you're in an accident, any sort of accident, you need to call our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker with 222-2222 or visit them at Colorado Law. Dot net. You don't pay for a consultation. You don't pay when they're working on your case. It is free until they win for you, and they've won over a billion dollars. So check them out over at Bacchus and Shanker. And shout out to our friends over at the Breckenridge Distillery, where they have the Breckenridge Bourbon, official bourbon of the Denver Broncos contest, which is the Battle of the Blends. I think we have the Ed McCaffrey and the Alfred Williams right in front of us. Um, both ter terrific bourbons. You got to vote for your favorite and win Breckenridge Distillery and Broncos swag. You can enter to win at BreckenridgeDistillery.com forward slash bourbon dash of dash Denver dash Broncos forward slash. I know it's long, but it's, it's really worth it because... You can win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos versus Chargers, Chargers game. Post your favorite Broncos photos on IG and Facebook using hashtag Broncos Bourbon. So go check out our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. Okay, in this Jets game coming up, we've got you going up against Garrett Williams. We've got Zach Wilson, mm -hmm. a new quarterback uh, for what? Wilson. What'd I say? Williams. William, oh, Garrett Wilson. All, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Garrett Wilson. Good, I was going to like go for Zach that. Wilson um, good, being their new quarterback, and now he looks good, really good in this past game. Um, but then, of course, we've got you and Sauce. And then also, we've got you going up, the, I, the entire team going up against Nathaniel Hackett, who was the head coach last year. You don't see that too often. But let's start with you and Sauce, two of the best, if not the best, corners in the game, certainly the two best mm -hmm. young corners uh in the game but who has a better nickname sauce or ps2 ps2 man <laughs> <laughs> i love I mean, it I, I i uphold that very highly yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's a dope nickname. It is. It's, it's perfect. And there's it's only one dope. PS2, you know what I'm true. saying? Yeah, there's true. tons of sauces. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And, and they're actually a little different because, like, sauce, they, that's what he goes by. Like, sauce, yeah. gardener. You don't go by PS2, Sertan. Sertan. Oh, no, so nah. It is a little <laughs> different. Sauce is, uh, sauce is like Champ, Champ yep. Bailey, mm -hmm. his brother, Boss Bailey. Those aren't the real first names. Oh, for real? Yeah. 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 You, know, you guys know what Champ's first name is? Roland. No clue. Roland. Roland. Yep. 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 And you know what Boss's first name is? His brother? Ooh. Roderick? Uh, very close. Ah. Um, starts with an R. It is uh, Rodney. Uh, Rodney. Yeah. Rodney. Yep. Rodney. Yep. Rodney. Wow. Which is really cool, I think, for parents to like, 
when you're young, be like, yeah, we're going to give you these names, but instead we're going to call you champ and boss. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Which my parents would have Sometimes it'd be in their middle name, usually. Yeah. 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 it up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. PS2. You can't beat it. No. Hands down. Can't be beat. So are you two the best corners in the NFL? I mean, you could discuss this, you know what I mean, week in and week out. I mean, I don't try to get involved into it too much. That's like fans' opinion. That's mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's crazy with our position. It fickles, you know what I mean? A corner could have a bad game, then he's bottom of the pole, mm-hmm. and the corner could have a great game. You know what I mean? It's just our position is so – it varies. It depends, on, it depends on good CB play, like, week in and week out. So, um, I mean, if – Y'all think that then? Sure, but I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I just you leave could, it up to the fans yeah, and you, you everybody could just else. Just let first team all pros speak for itself, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've talked to you earlier when we've had you on earlier in the season about uh, you, you and Sauce. But do you guys have a relationship off the field? I, I, I've seen you guys go back and forth on Twitter in a friendly way, and that doesn't yeah. always happen with uh, with players on different teams. Yeah, uh, me and Sauce, we talk here and there. Um, talk about ball um at the pro bowl we talked a lot um you know i mean we don't everybody think it's just like a competition Mm -hmm. between everybody you know i mean it's just everybody respect each other's game you know i mean like i look at his film he look at my film you know i mean we just um it's just a sort of appreciation for the position um around the league and you could just see it you know through social media on like how many guys respect each other's game you know i mean it's just I mean, you could put in the competition in terms of everybody got these analytics you want to put out mm-hmm. there on this and that. But, you know, I, when I look at it, I just feel like there's so many great elite players around the league in our position. And, you know, you just got to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for when, myself, when I play linebacker, I definitely yeah. watch a lot of guys around the league. And by watching their film, you kind of know their weaknesses and their strengths. Um, and I would go tell guys, you know, like, hey, if you're running back, make sure you go to your left on this guy because he can't really mm-hmm. move. Huh. Is this the kind of game where you go tell Court and Judy, like, Sauce's weaknesses so they can have an advantage in the game? <laughs> like, maybe he doesn't do so well against, um, you know, a hard move off the line or yeah. something like that. Is this a game oh, where you yeah, can help them man, out? You, you know, you, why not get the advantage? Exactly. You, you need it. Why not get it? Any way to win. <laughs> do you get that? Do the receivers give that to you Go, going up against, uh, like, the Jets or whoever your next opponent is, their receivers? Um, if, like, Court and Jerry have been studying other receivers' games? Or is that yeah, just something I mean, you see on tape as a corner? Yeah, that's something right? you see on tape. It's just, it's just so different because, um, like, when you're a corner, um, you go against a receiver and it's like, okay, I got a feel for him. Like, for – a corner to go to receive and tell them about somebody else's game. You just don't know because based off scheme and based on how they utilize them, you you can't really get a feel for it. I mean, you can watch film here and there, but at a corner, every every corner has a plan at the line. Every corner has different calls um, that they had to use or in their toolbox. So um, I think it's just different in some ways, but you can also learn a lot from – other other people' perspective on what they see on film. So, Todd, I thought when you were set t- telling that story, you you were gonna say like after games, I go up to those linebackers and I say, "Hey, man, here's what you need to work on." No, instead you're exposing <laughs> yeah. it to your teammates, which yeah. is probably what you should do, though. Yeah, I gotta give my guys the edge. I gotta help them out any way I can. So, so yeah, it's, got it's, to. It's yeah. only right. It's not like uh, Von Miller's pass rush. Uh, fraternity that he has where they all go help each other out you're, you're doing the opposite you're no, like tearing the guys down with your own teammates <laughs> listen i think every, a lot of guys do it and you know von he does that pass rush summit like in the off season mm-hmm. he's yeah. not coaching guys <laughs> yeah. up like the, yeah, they're yeah, about yeah, to play yeah, us yeah. like he ain't about to, it's not happening he about to say, oh yeah our tackle does this so i know you haven't fully dove into uh to jets tape yet but you're obviously familiar with garrett wilson mm-hmm. what makes him such a good receiver um, I think he has it all. His skill set, um, you know, it's through the roof. Um, he's fast. He can run good routes. Um, catch the ball great as well too. Um, and they they use him in they use him in ways for him to succeed. Um, they move him around in the slot, some outside, some at the X. You know what I mean? So um, obviously he's their playmaker. Um, and 
you know, when you got a guy like that on the other team, you know he's going to get the ball and they're going to utilize him in ways to succeed. I feel like every single week uh, leading up till now, there's been a guy on the other team that it's very easy for outsiders to be like, yep, Pat should just follow him all game. Week one, Devontae, week two, mm -hmm. Terry, week three, Tyreek specifically with Jalen out. Um, the, this past week, uh, obviously DJ Moore, this coming week, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Um, and still a lot of fans see like against Tyreek, why was Pat only on him 21 plays? Why, yeah. why isn't Pat on Garrett Wilson 100% of plays? Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but sometimes the coverage and sometimes the game plan doesn't work to that. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I would, obviously, I want to follow the best the whole game, but sometimes you want to mix it up. You don't want to give the same team the same look because then that's how they could beat you, you know what I mean, and do, do different things. You want to give different teams different looks so – they could be unsure, you know what I mean? It could be easy just to have me match up on the best, you know, every play. I mean, I would want that, I would like that, but sometimes you gotta mix it up as a defense, you know what I mean, to give an offense a different amount of looks, so. So you can jump routes and get picks yeah, and yeah, throw yeah. them off. You know what I mean? Um, and it makes your job easier. And, cause you wanna make as much plays as you can. So, um, coach is gonna put you in positions to do that. Um, every play is not gonna be a matchup um type of play but you know it all it's all about how you maximize yourself in a certain call does kareem hold uh hold the interceptions that he has over you guys two picks for him this year i'm pretty sure he does yeah <laughs> <certain player. laughs> i'm Not pretty yet. sure i'm pretty sure he is uh, some point throughout the uh weeks yeah yeah he called the we defense got, we got together. to catch up we got to catch up to him though yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he called the defense together like in the second half of that game right was it the second half it might have been the first half were you in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was he saying? Everything was just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you when you got a guy like Kareem, a vet that's mm -hmm. been in his league, he knows what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And obviously, when you got a guy like that that's speaking up about something, everybody's going to listen. Mm -hmm. um, because, um, you know, he's seen a lot of football, mm -hmm. and he's, he knows what it looks like and what it doesn't look like. So... He was just telling us, man, like the urgency's not there, the effort's not there. Like, ain't no way we shouldn't be winning right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the standard we hold ourselves to, and that's sort of lit a fire in us as well, too. So, when you got guys like that on the team uh, that knows uh, what winning football looks like, mm -hmm. you gotta listen and execute. Todd, did you ever do that? During what? a game? Rally guys. Rally guys. And yeah, sometimes call them you out need on their BS. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you need to. Sometimes you need to say something to get guys rallied um, and bring them together for a common cause, especially in a game like that, um, a game that we all had them blowing, you know, the Bears out. Um, and they didn't play the way they needed to the first half. They got it figured out because of people stepping up and saying what they need to say. Um, a guy that reminds you, remind me a lot, PS2, is uh, Demarius. He didn't always have something to say, but when mm -hmm. he said something, everybody took the time and listened yeah. and definitely changed our perspective on the football field. So uh, it's definitely necessary. Sometimes you might have to say something. Sometimes you might have to grab somebody, choke them up. <laughs> yeah. like, just yeah. is what it is. Better make yeah, sure my man. jokes are good. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying. Just, Henry's yeah. eyes just exploded right there. <laughs> no, I got to bring my A game to the podcast now. <laughs> um, the, another massive storyline. I mean, it was looking like it, this game was going to be the storyline since the in the entire NFL since the start of the season. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and we'll start with just the angle of like, former head coach. I mean, he was your head coach 10 months ago. Mm -hmm. well, what's it like? What's it going to be like going up against a former head coach? And have you ever done that? Yeah. Um, I just went against uh, one of my mm -hmm. former head coaches uh, against the Dolphins. Oh, that's uh, right. Two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, <laughs> with Coach Fangio, um, him being a defense coordinator over there now. But yeah, man, um, obviously what happened in the off season was, you know what I mean? It's Fuse it up even more, but yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I have nothing res but respect for Coach Hackett. Um, he's just a great guy all around. You know, he was a player's coach. He got the guys going, um, put us in positions to win. You know what I mean? You could ask him about anything, even that's not related to football. You know, he was just a great coach all around. And it's going to be pretty exciting to go up against him. Um, it's going to feel like training camp, training camp again, <laughs> going up against his offense. Yeah. <laughs> How badly do you think he wants to win? I'm pretty sure he wants to win badly. Yeah. 
I, I mean, bet. everybody wants to win, mm-hmm. of course, but um, I think it puts the icing on the cake for them. Yep. But obviously, we're going to go out there and want to win the ball game as well, too. So it's going to be a very physical game, mm-hmm. and um, it's going to be a great game. And then you mentioned that Sean in training camp just puts the extra sprinkles on top of this game <laughs> yeah. with his comments from a player's perspective. When you see a coach come out and uh, fire up a game, regardless if it's, it's those comments specifically or other comments, and get even more juice behind a game, does that trickle down into the locker room and make the locker room even more fired up? Because from an outside perspective, it certainly gets the fans more fired up. Absolutely. Everybody got energy. And everybody's yeah. ready to go now. And I know Sean, thing about Sean is I know he probably hasn't left the building since they got back <laughs> Sunday yeah. night. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be ready to go. He's locked in. He's locked in for sure. He's ready. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like something happens more in college football. Yeah. Like, it seems like and it's the, the college coaches oh. who, who kind of rile things. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher a couple of years yeah. ago talking That's about, right. like, how they deal with NIL stuff. I think and last I think year. Nick took yeah, a shot or man. Jimbo took a shot. Yeah, last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some coaches that you probably don't want to mess with, mm-hmm. and yeah. Nick's probably one of them. Yeah. Sean Payton, I know maybe he wasn't messed with, but I wouldn't want to mess with Sean yeah, or give him any it's a, it's a different perspective because, you know I mean? You see players arguing, but when you see coaches going at it, then it's like, <laughs> okay, it brings more fire yeah. <laughs> to the party. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all the players rally behind their coaches, yeah. and everybody's just going after each other. Everybody's getting at it. Man. But I, I don't really sense that. Cause it died down some, yeah. so mm-hmm. it hasn't been brought up as much. You know what I mean? We taking this week as like a regular week. We ain't gonna do anything out the ordinary, um, just because Coach Hackett is coming back. But you know what I mean? We treat it as a regular football game. You know, go out there, play to our standard, play at a high level, and you know, when it's a ball game. So who do you who do you think has team. an advantage for preparing for a game and then in the game? Is it the former coach who knows everything about the mm. players on the other side of the ball that he's going against, or is it the players? that have gone against him and like you said in training camp for like a hundred practices leading up to this game ah that's a good question because um either way is an advantage in a way because you know so much about the other person or the other scheme or the other player but i just think it's the best man wins you know i mean each and every sunday the team that is more desperate that's more eager um is going to win the football game and no matter what you know or how you know it, mm-hmm. it's all about what you put out there on Sunday. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. How, des- how desperate is this team right now? Very desperate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to. This win is was big, but we all know as a team that there's plenty more to come. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot to work on as a team. But, you know, this is just the beginning. You know, it's still early on in the season. We mm-hmm. still got a lot of more football ahead of us. Yeah. yeah. And that's the best thing about it. For sure. Before we move on from Hackett, yeah. uh, you know, Zeke went back to uh, the Cowboys mm-hmm. and they gave him a video and a uh-huh. tribute. Do you think Hackett's <laughs> going to get a video and tribute on Sunday when he comes here? No. Not this trip? I don't think so. Probably not. I know a lot of fans have been talking about counting down the play clock. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. So. I mean, it was it was like a one-year occurrence. You know, Zeke yep. was there, yep. you know, for his whole time throughout mm-hmm. his NFL career. So, it's going to be a little different. I don't, I don't think that would happen, though. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. I don't think so. Wouldn't that be something? That would be You know fans something. would go crazy <laughs> when that was going on. Um, and, and really, because that, that reminded me, we've talked about, and Pat, we've talked about it with you and, and Todd, when home fans boo their own crowd because it's happened it's crazy. probably it every is. year for mm-hmm. the past five it's, years or something. Crazy, but Henry and I were at the Bears game, yeah. and those fans were even more ruthless. I swear it was like, yeah. it was the Bears' first series. First drive, when it they was fourth decide, and one. Yeah, it was fourth yeah. and one, midfield. They decided to punt, right? When they sent their punt team on, the Bears fans booed louder than I've heard Denver fans boo ever. Yeah. And this yeah. was the first quarter, like 10 minutes left in the game. Obviously, it's got to be tough for the, the players and stuff, especially the coach, because they're really mm-hmm. booing him. But when you're on the road... And you hear fans booing their own team. Is that does that do the opposite? Does it just get you fired up, or do you even hear it? Oh, we hear it. <laughs> yeah, we hear it. Yeah, we hear it all the time. Yeah, it just gives you some like we doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we doing yeah. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, I've um, never gotten somebody booed before. You've what? Never gotten somebody booed. Have you ever? I've booed? never gotten been booed. Have I've never booed? been booed myself. Have you ever booed People at the have- stadium? Uh, only only like when the See? Lakers come out. Not not like the home team. Like <laughs> oh, okay, I've never okay, I've okay, never okay, booed okay. like the Nuggets. 
But like you see the Lakers, and it's like, ah, oh, LeBron, screw you. Yeah. Dang, that's oh, yeah. cold. I mean, it's <laughs> you're not, you're not a LeBron fan. I'm a LeBron fan. No. I don't know about for real? I, Nuggets. I mean, it's. I I used to like LeBron more, and then he went to the Lakers, and I was just like, well, now I've got to deal with him, and uh. and so it's. Like I, I get why you like him, but from a Nuggets perspective, like anything Lakers, I just have to hate it. Hank, defend yeah. yourself stronger. Don't, yeah, because he don't was so much more than just the Lakers, you know. Yeah, he was, but now he's not. Right now, he's a Laker, and, and, we and now you open the season against him, and you're gonna go kick his ass, and then it's gonna be is awesome. It, is it so much for you? You don't like LeBron, or you don't like the Lakers, or is it's, it the fact that LeBron being on the Lakers? It's the Lakers. Makes, it's the Lakers, Lakers that drives it, uh-huh. but. Because I've seen him play for the Lakers against the Nuggets so many times, I also don't like him because like Uh-oh. it's just over and over and over. <laughs> we were having a conversation about who's the bigger goat between LeBron James and Tom Brady. And I oh. say worldwide, I think LeBron James <laughs> is hands down the bigger goat. Uh, but in your opinion, who's the bigger goat, LeBron or Tom Brady? I've been a LeBron fan since, <laughs> <laughs> shoot, since like 07, 05, since yeah. he's been in the league. Uh-huh. Um, Obviously, Tom Brady uh, made his presence, made his, you know, I mean, he has a, had a remarkable career, mm-hmm. and obviously he's the goat. But yeah. I don't know. I just feel like LeBron worldwide is is different. Yeah. Because um, I just feel like just the basis of the sport, like basketball, is more known worldwide than yep. football, just because. But I think if you look at it from like what you know of, like everybody calls Tom Brady the GOAT, but everybody knows LeBron as face of basketball, like yeah. basketball, this and that. So I don't know. It's it's how you see it. I don't know. You were a Heat just... fan growing up, right? Yeah. So then being a LeBron fan before he even came to Miami, how sweet was that? Dope. <laughs> <laughs> every game. I, I remember when the, going to every game, and it was some exciting years going on down there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So do you, make it, do you make it to every game that he comes in town here? Oh, yeah. I'm going to try my best to. Yeah. But if not, I'm going to be watching. I'll be there that opening night. Get the rings. But see, the only oh, thing they play about, the Lakers? Yeah, that's the first game. Oh, wow. They get the rings. They hang the banner. Plus, speaking go. of, yeah. of that. shit talk go. that's been going on, that's now boiling up. Now the training it is starting. The I know, Lakers but are that's talking. what's so fun is like the Nuggets have been the underdog against the Lakers for like 40, 50 years. And now it's like 80 going around talking about like, yeah, these Nuggets got like we want to we want to beat them. It's like oh, it feels just feels yeah. so good. We've been the they, little guy because they feel like Michael Malone was talking about them exactly. this offseason. season. So exactly. now they're throwing it back. It's, I love oh, it. I That's gonna that. be a great I game. Yeah, 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 it's gonna be a great um, game. Uh, speaking of games, we've got a little game we're gonna play with you in our fourth and final segment. After I tell you about our friends over at Game Time, you want to go to this Jets game? I think it's gonna be awesome. Use the code DNVR over at Game Time to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. So you can get tickets to the Jets game for $20 cheaper if you go to Game Time and use that code DNVR. And you can do it for concerts, any sporting event. You want to go to Nuggets Lakers week one, use that code, or or game one, use that code DNVR over at Game Time. And uh, also go get yourself some Shady Rays because it's going to be sunny every day for 10 days. Um, And probably even longer. That's how far the calendar goes. Um, Shady Rays are awesome. They're great sunglasses, and they're not nearly as expensive as, like, the designer sunglasses. Um, But they're also just great quality. So if you want to go pick some up, you can go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. They've been given five-star views by over 250,000 people, so go and check them out for yourself. Go and check them out. And, Pat, we've been checking out these shirts you've been wearing before the games Mm -hmm. and it's really cool you've been you've been uh honoring broncos tradition nfl uh history family history with these shirts week one uh you were rocking a dt shirt before Mm -hmm. the game week two it was uh champ Champ. week three when you're at home you're rocking pops on the shirt we didn't catch was it was there a shirt this past week no, nah, I ain't have a shirt this week. Is it gone? Um, no, it's not gone. Um, I'm gonna have plenty more in store. Um, plenty more legends of uh, Bronco history mm-hmm. coming on. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I need that Bronco <laughs> legend. <laughs> yeah. I love so, it. So I mean, it's such a it's such a cool thing you do because you sometimes you see players rocking other players rocking their friends. Uh, where'd you get this idea? Um. I just see it around the league, and I was like, oh, man, it's pretty dope. Uh, and why not go out there and, you know, just honor Broncos history? And Because uh, there's so many great players um, 
you know, before this team that, you know, set their mark on this franchise. And I was like, why not honor them, you know, and make their name, you know, captivate even more. So, um, yeah, I think it's just something that I got to keep going, keep mm-hmm. on bringing it, bringing the tradition out of. So, Do you have an idea for this week? I don't. Maybe a Nathaniel Hackett shirt. <laughs> Maybe. Here we go. <laughs> that would be something. Um, we do. We do have some ideas for you. If you don't have all eighteen weeks planned out, oh yeah. Can we toss some ideas your yeah, way, yeah. And, and you can tell us if it's uh, an idea you would like to roll with or not. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, let's pull. See. Let's pull up a couple ideas here. First idea we've got. Oh, Von Miller. Oh yeah, number fifty-eight. Yeah, 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 of course. Easy. Of course. I mean, talk about Broncos legend. He fits right in with that. Still in the league though. Oh, that's like, like that. Uh, you you know? Know? I think you got to be out the league. You do, yeah, yeah. Because if you wear somebody else that's in the league, still, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. You would do it. Yeah, I mean, Von, he he's really like Broncos he for is. sure, for sure. I mean, when you talk like about Von, you talk about Broncos. Yeah, like, when he talks about he, Broncos, he's still he still saying loves, we. He loves Denver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like every time I talk to him, it's about how we doing, um, how's everybody around the organization. It's like he has all love for Denver, so. He's definitely a Broncos legend. Because you, sure. you played with him for six games, right? His rookie yeah, season is when, is when uh, or your rookie season was when he was traded. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, now, would you wear that week 11, week 10, when you play the Go Bills and Von Miller? Or is, is that the know. time to wear it? Or is that the one time where it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I, think I could wear it. Mm, yeah, okay. I mean? Okay. Um, Monday Night Football? Yeah. In Buffalo? Well, yeah, why not? Yeah, okay, okay. okay. We'll keep you our see, eyes. you coming up with some ideas, man. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Get some up my sleeve. Let, let's see if we're if all of these are good ideas, something yeah. that you like. Um, you know who this is? No, who's that? We got some LSU colors. <laughs> it is Brian Kelly after something bad must have happened. I mean, you never want to get this picture taken of you on the sideline as a head coach <laughs> with your hand over your face. That's a Bill Belichick, um, man. We know you were an LSU fan growing up. But went to no, Alabama. I no, I can't do that. No, can't, can't, can't yeah, honor can't Brian it. Kelly. What if it's that one in particular? On that. <laughs> what if it's that one with like his hand in his face? Nah, still. <laughs> no, still no. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so we've got one good one, one bad one. Let's hit another one here. Oh, Coach Prime. Yeah, I will prime time. Yeah, sure. yeah. That that'd be I, honoring I will, yeah. NFL legacy too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it has everything. especially what he's doing for the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's only right. You're yeah. gonna uh, have you have you been to a game yet? Not yet. I want to go to hopefully one of these Friday night games. I don't know how many they have, but I want to catch it. There's a couple. I think a couple. Yeah, yeah two. Stanford yeah. would be a win. Stanford would definitely be a win. And this, um, you guys have two games in the next like nine days because you yeah. play Kansas City on a short week. Do you know what you're doing that following weekend since you get it off? You going I don't home? Know. Maybe hit a game, or yeah. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, even Hopefully though it's like only two or three days off, players still try to get away, right? Yeah, 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 yeah they got to. Some guys go a little bit too far. <laughs> they had the rush to get back. You see, you see somebody going to Mexico. I'm like, man, what yeah, you doing? Yeah, we ain't got that. Much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Vegas isn't too far, so that's uh, probably a, a hot destination. Yeah. Um, literally a hot destination. All right, let let's hit another one here. Oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, you're doing oh, the Brian Kelly. Man. Exactly. That's all that's all that's been popping up on my feed. Yeah. I'm like, damn. But no. No, that's no. Not, Especially not. now, Dayton nah. Chief. Yeah. Nah, can't, can't do that. Can't do yeah. it. Can you believe that I'm not, she's I'm like, not a, I'm not a Swifty. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's just before after I'm not a Swifty. she uh started dating Travis Kelsey. Um I wasn't really much of a Taylor Swift fan growing up, but ever since it's just been speculating around, you know, the NFL coaches like, man, no, I can't. <laughs> Did no, get- no hate though. I mean, yeah, I wish the best for them, but I just can't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no hate though. Did you uh, see the NFL's Twitter bio yesterday? Oh yeah, they changed it to the pictures of her, right? They they changed the banner to pictures yeah. of her, and then they put like their bio. <laughs> As Chiefs are two and zero, like with Swift since Taylor Swift's been with them or something, it's like they immediately changed it. But like, come on, the it's, NFL kind of like pulling for it. We already know it's happening a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we can't make it that obvious. I didn't even know she the was NFL that big. The NFL fan base just grew. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, just cause. like a year ago, 
Like a year ago, I was like, yeah, Taylor Swift. People like Taylor Swift. But ever since it's like, oh, it costs like $1,000 no, to go to like a show. She's like Beyonce really? big. Like she's huge. I, yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah, I thought she yeah. kind of like faded away up until like a year ago with the tour and all that. Yeah. I, I just never knew how big her fan base was until yeah. I just seen this recently. Yeah. I'm like, man, yeah, she got a group right in behind her for sure. It's yes. like a cult. Like with some of these stars, it's almost I'm like, like Travis, a cult. Don't, like, mess, yeah. don't mess it up. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Chiefs are going to go from growing their fan base because of this to totally yeah. killing it yeah. if it goes wrong. Yeah. Who's a, who's a celebrity that one of your teammates can date to get this same kind of momentum going oh, behind wow. the Broncos? Because mm. Beyonce, we, we got one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. We got one. We got one. That's very true. We got one. That is yeah. right. But, all right, let's hit another one here. Oh, no fly zone. We got Chris, oh. TJ, Darian, Akib, Bradley Roby's also in there. Yeah, definitely. You'd rock that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, especially, I mean, being in the secondary. Mm hmm. Do you have a they, relationship they with They had some guys? great years. Um, yeah, I, I talked to um, Talib a few, um, Chris a few. Um, I talked to Ward as well too. Mm -hmm. uh, we chatted up at the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, yeah, they they show love. Yep. You know I mean, great yep. guys. So yep. You going for Broncos legend? That's that's a pretty good group right there. Mm -hmm. All right, let's hit a quick a few more. Oh, nah. look who it is! I'm not even in a jersey or nothing. I'm just. <laughs> we got time. Was, was that a represent? <laughs> we got to represent for the coaches. It's only right, man. All right. Why not? Hell yeah, I'm with it there. <laughs> Todd, I love the hair too. Instead of putting it down, you put it up. You know, oh, gotta man. do something different. You know what I'm saying? Would you wear it like that in the helmet? Or no, you nah, couldn't because that'd be way fit. too like big. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was oh. out like that, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's um, so we're gonna see a Todd Davis sighting. I yeah. love it. I love it. It's right word right now. I think we got one or two more here. Oh, emo Jimmy, you're a Heat fan. Did you see this yesterday? Yeah, I seen that man. Jimmy, Jimmy, crazy dog. Jimmy's, I don't know what. He uh, I don't think he's gonna stick with that hairstyle. No, because nah. what he had something like that. Oh, he had the long the dreads. dreads last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and yeah. then he cut those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he, hilarious. He, he does it just to mess with the media. Man, it was good. He painted the nails too. He yeah. had the lip rings as well, the nose ring. That's yeah. pretty good. Did you guys ever think about doing something like hey, that? No, no, no. no. no I can't I'm chilling. I'm good all day. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, do we have one more? I got two more. Uh, two more. Oh, Tom Brady. Brady. I don't know. I don't because I don't know how Broncos fans would feel about that. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't, yeah. Like that. I can't do it. Well, there like we that. go. I can't do it. There I can't. I can't do it. Can't do a Tom one. Um, Broncos fans definitely side with you on that. Pat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually don't know what this last one is. Let's pull it up. Uh, oh, Justin. Of course. You could do a current teammate. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I definitely do Justin. Mm, I love it. I love it. So maybe Broncos we gave you some. Legend. Maybe we should gave you gave you some ideas there. Yeah, yeah. Some bad ones, some good ones. Uh, hopefully, the guy that makes the t-shirts. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, he's, he's on this podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, those are definitely um, players I would rock on a t-shirt for sure. Would you ever do one of yourself? Yeah, but I, I don't try to. You know what I mean? Um, I just like to, when I wear the shirt, I like to honor other guys. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Just yeah. off what they did. I feel like that's a receiver move to put yourself on there. Oh, yeah. I think Jerry did that. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Did? Yeah. yeah. Jerry. Some receivers be prima donnas, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those receivers. Um, okay, we've got a couple of questions. Let's just hit a few of these. First one coming in from the Blind Swordsman saying, PS2, tell Vance to bring the heat. I need a win Sunday. Uh, speaking of bringing the heat, you want to come off the edge? You ever want those corner blitzes? Definitely. Yep. I always look forward to it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's hit one or two more. Elliot comes in and says, it sounded like, um, ah. let's actually not ah. hit that one. <laughs> let's hit, uh, oh, let's hit. <laughs> Steven says, first super that. chat, miss victory Monday on my birthday due to working 14 hours. Um, out of the no fly zone corners, who would like who would you like to play with, Pat? So we got Roby, Akeeb, um, Chris. Mm -hmm. Those are the three corners there. Who would you most like to be opposite of? Shoot, they all great players. Uh 
the most I probably say Akeem. Yeah, yeah. I just seen like not only because his play style, but the energy he brought, mm -hmm. the passion he brought, mm -hmm. it was something else. Uh, oh, he that, that, he that is that for guy sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. A, a dog. He was a dog. And I mean, you could probably in today's NFL, you could just have all four of you guys on yeah. the field, yeah. and I'm sure snatching uh, chains. All that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, need, yeah. I need, I need that energy <laughs> around me. Todd, you couldn't wear those around the key if you playing on the Man, other team. Man, key ain't touching my chains. That's <laughs> 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 no, my dog. He's not snatching chains over here, though. That's my dog. Oh, <laughs> that is great, and uh, we appreciate all the super chats. We're going to clip these, and uh, we'll hit them tomorrow. But that's all the time we have. Pat, thank you so much. For joining us and man next time we talk to you there's a chance a little three game win streak yeah. potentially going Let's on do it. uh so we love the all the insight pat thanks so much for joining us yeah appreciate y'all all right we'll see you tomorrow on the dmvr broncos podcast roll out the truck and took a country drive Flying cotton